Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. I have returned from a deep slumber to bring you grave tidings. Apologies for being out last week. I lost my voice. Nothing I could do about it. I was sick the previous weekend and then I was mostly fine, but I just couldn't talk. So uh, I'll, for the third time, thank you to Jack Posobiec and Seamus Coglin for guest hosting TimCast IRL while I was out. But let's jump into the big story and wrap up on some news from last Friday. We have this story from Town Hall. Hide your kids. Pride members state their agenda. We're coming for your children. In fact, this is actually a report from TimCast News. Our reporter Elad Eliyahu was on the ground documenting a Pride event when he captured on video a bunch of people chanting that we're coming for your children. This sparked a major controversy. The video has gone massively viral, but there's a lot more here that I want to address, which is why I'm leading off with this story. Because last Friday, we were graced by the presence of Emma Vigeland of The Majority Report, a prominent leftist podcast, where she explicitly defended giving children pornography and teaching them how to use adult gay sex apps. I, I, I appreciate that they're willing to come on people like Emma, and explain these things to us because it's very difficult when you're talking to people who don't know about what's happening in politics to, to, to tell them something like this that they refuse to believe. You see, it, it appears that the, the movements being made by the modern left today have reached into the realm of absurdity to the point where regular people don't believe it when they hear it because it's too shocking. And that may be a tactic. In order to actually sway someone, you need to address their reasonable boundaries, something I talk about quite a bit. That is to say, if you went to someone and said, look, man, they're trying to do insert something reasonable. They're trying to raise taxes by like 0.3% in this area. They'll be like, well, you know, yeah, I don't like that. Well, but if you go to them and say that a guy just like a clown was doing backflips off the off of a building and then pulled a parachute and then chased on a bunch of, you know, men with a knife, they'd be like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard that never happened. But if something like that did happen, you'd need it on video. So we bring on Emma Vigeland, and I ask her about all of these things. And it's remarkable. Not only did she outright defend the grooming of children explicitly. Well, I, should, I, should, I want to be fair. I want to be fair. 
She didn't literally, I'm saying grooming. She didn't say grooming. I said giving books to kids to teach them how to engage in kink sexual behaviors like 10 year olds and get them on adult sex apps. And she absolutely defended that. So she absolutely defended. She said it was a good book. We'll get into all that stuff. They're, they're actually all in favor of that. And having these things on videos and, sh- and showing that they do favor it, I think it's an, it's, it's an important thing. So let me show you this video. And we'll talk a bit more about what's going on with uh, these, these, these events. Now, there are some videos I, I can't show you. I literally can't show you. In fact, I don't even know if I can show you the video where they're saying we're coming for your children because the women are topless. That's right. It's an interesting question about what is allowed on YouTube. Because of this, I am going to enact a blur because I have to. I have to blur all images. I have this beautiful extension called Blur that blurs all videos. And uh, then I can play for you the audio. The issue here is, and I hope you all understand this, what they are engaging in, the behaviors they are engaging in at these pride events are, they look, call them whatever you want, but they violate YouTube's policies. I would get banned if I show you what they're doing in public in front of children. But at least you can listen to it. So I'll blur images and we'll scroll down. This is from Town Hall. And it's actually referencing uh, uh, the, the tweet here is actually from Timcast News. A group of progressive New York City Pride members sparked outrage after revealing the left's radical agenda. They chanted, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Let's, uh, let's, let's pull up the actual tweet. The post-millennial and uh, uh-oh. It's not actually going to blur it, because if it doesn't, I can't. There we go. There we go. From Timcast News, and let's play the audio for you. Oh, sorry. My bad. My, I always do this. I always, I always have the wrong channel pulled up. Let me uh, get the correct audio pulled up for you guys. Here you go. We're not going shopping. Let's play it again. We're coming for your children. children. Ah, yes, that's what they're chanting. And a lot of people were pulling up that old video from the uh, San Francisco Gay Men's Choir where they literally sang a song saying they're coming for your children because they are. Now, look, what the left will try and do with things like this is say that, you know, uh, let me let me see if I can even pull this stuff up. I got to be careful. I got to be careful. They'll say it's not grooming. It's not. We're just trying to teach kids to be accepting. And it's and, and let, let me just break it down for you. Let me break it down for you guys. Okay. When you are fully nude at a sex parade and then say you're coming for people's children, that means only one thing. And so I try to explain this quite a bit. Grooming is intentionally introducing lighter ideas to a child or person so that you can move them in the direction of your ideology. And this is what I was talking about with reasonable boundaries a moment ago. When you go to the average person and say they're grooming, the left responds with, it's, it's, it's a narrative game. When we say grooming, what do we mean? Well, I can't speak for everybody. I can tell you what I mean. The example I have to give is modeling. Models exist. Children can model. There's lifestyle modeling. It's, it's innocuous. It's fine. It's family friendly. So let's say uh, your department store is selling a cute little uh, summer outfit for 10-year-olds. And you've got a boy and a girl and they're smiling and they're wearing jeans and t-shirts. That's normal modeling. That's totally acceptable. You know, I I do have greater concerns about kids in the entertainment industry and everything, but you know, modeling's fine. Then there's grooming, 
where they say, would you like to be a model? Bring someone in for modeling, usually like a young girl, and then slowly increase the work they're doing until they're doing overt, you know, adult video. You know what I mean? You're not going to, you're, you're not going to walk up to the average woman and be like, you know, do adult content. They're going to be like, get out of here. So they groom them by saying, would you like to be a model? They come and they do regular modeling. They say, would you like to do another modeling job? They come and they do more. Would you like to do another modeling job? This time it's a bathing suit thing. This time it's a skimpier bathing suit. This time, well, it's artistic. So you're going to be topless. That's grooming. So when we're talking about, hey, kids, there are people who have uh, same sex parents, not grooming. However, it can be grooming if you're intending to bring these ideas to someone and then you keep leveling them up, right? And that's the game. Some people, a lot of people have asked me, they're like, do you think that the slip, that gay marriage was the slippery slope that opened the door to all of this? Conservatives all say yes. I say no, absolutely not. Just because there is, look, the argument was always in the privacy of your own home. It was like, do your thing, love who you love. You should have the same rights with the people you love and care about. Conservatives disagree on a lot of these things. That's fine. My point is this. My view is that didn't change. You can still be in the privacy of your own home and love who you love. I got no issue with that. I, don't, I have no issue with drag performances. In fact, I think, by all means, I, I offered to sponsor and put on the biggest drag show ever. 21 and up only, because we're going to be serving alcohol, drinks, not appropriate for kids. That's my point. When you want to talk about uh, doing things for, uh, for adults versus doing things to indoctrinate kids, that's the difference with grooming. So when they talk about doing drag, and they say they want drag kids, we say, hold, hold on there a minute. Drag is like adult. It's like gay burlesque. It's like men in overly sexualized outfits. There is a strong sexual connotation to what they're doing, their behaviors. And they say, no, 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 it's not. It's totally normal. It's fine. If it ended there. But then what do we see at these drag shows? It's not going to lick itself. They have kids handing tips to people like they do at a strip club. They have children on stage removing their clothing. That's grooming. So when they're dancing naked in the street saying they're coming for your children, that's grooming. Here we go. Ron Philip, uh, Philip, uh, Philipkowski on Twitter. You notice I got to blur these images, okay? I, you can only imagine. I, I have to blur them. YouTube would ban me if I showed you images from Pride. There was one instance a couple weeks ago where I did a video. Oh, look, I'm trending. I did a video. I showed a video of two men engaging in, a, in, a, in an overt sex act in public at Pride. It was a kink display in BDSM gear where they were engaging in foreplay. And it wasn't... It wasn't so explicit that I was sure YouTube would take it down. So I said, okay, YouTube, will you take this down? It's in public. It's at Pride. It's in front of children. And they did not. These videos, these videos are gratuitous sex. I I can't, I can't, I can't show it. I will add though, for a lot of people, it is legal to be, for women to be topless in New York City. It is, it is, it's illegal. It's legal in a lot of places under the 14th Amendment. Ron Filipkowski says, as I said, when Pride Month began, the right uses this stuff to win elections and then pass laws and appoint judges to take away your rights. My response to this was, so the right shows people what it is you're doing and then wins elections? Yo, that ain't the dig you think it is. George Takai responds, even if there were no naked guys on bikes this year, they would find picture or generate them and push the same agenda anyway. There's no fixing this by calling for self-censoring. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com People riding around on bikes and other like tri- tricycles, we- uh, totally naked, totally naked. There's one. There's one video I can't show. I mean, I I may have shown it before, but I'm like I, I I'm not I'm not so confident. It is an obese old man in tidy whities walking up to children and twerking and gyrating in front of them as they clap and cheer. Yeah, they're coming for your kids, dude. They're coming for your kids. I got no issue with uh, LGBTQ people. None. I have an issue with groomers. And the problem is many of these people are allowing groomers to come into their spaces. And this is why we're getting this, uh, th- these issues. Look at this one. From Andy No, I can't show it. I have to blur it. Children play in water around nude adults at the clothing optional Seattle Pride event. There are adult gay men fully naked walking up and talking to children and things like that. Now, you can argue that nudity is not inherently sexual. And I actually agree. I do not believe breasts are inherently sexual. I do not believe, I, I do believe uh, genitals are obviously inherently sexual. But there are questions around, what, like th- there's interesting so- social dynamics around whether or not someone is, can be nude. People are in, look, people, like guys will hang out in a locker room, taking showers together, you know, at sporting events. And we don't assume they're having a sex party. We just assume they're taking showers. The problem here is that this, this is sexual. Why? Well, the event is overtly sexual. It is specifically centered around sexual orientation. So when you combine these things and then you introduce them to kids, now you are in the grooming space. A bunch of dudes in a shower or whatever, like everybody's gone to a gym and like there's like an old guy walking around naked. We don't say that he's engaging in sexual activity by doing his taking a shower. We might not like it, but you get the point. You get the point. Which brings me to, let us talk about where we're at with, they're coming for your kids. I'm going to now de-blur, de-blur, and I'm going to show you this tweet from the Post Millennial. It's actually a clip from the Culture War podcast. I recommend you check this one out at youtube.com slash timcast from last Friday. We had Emma Vigeland and Sean Fitzgerald, and we had a, a long debate and discussion around many political issues. Now, the first thing I want to address is that and these people are so duplicitous. Apparently, there's a tweet going around. I just saw it. Emma comes on the show. Afterwards, she calls into the majority report with Sam Cedar, where she works, coasts, and claims she wasn't cool enough to see the skate park. And they're like, wow, that's, and, and, and Sam is like, that's so weird. I guess you weren't, you, you know, you weren't cool enough. It's very weird. It's weird because you can't enter the property without seeing the skate park. In fact, there are technically three skate parks. When you first drive onto our property, you enter a parking lot with a seven foot vert, uh, vert quarter pipe with a 20-foot-long, 4-foot quarter pipe. 
three portable, movable, three foot quarter pipes, two grind ledges, a rail. There's a big grind box right there, right in front of the house. So now I can, okay, so maybe when they drove onto the property, she did not look. She just like covered her eyes and hid or something. Everybody enters through the green room doors. And then there is another sub-level indoor skate park. But the idea that she didn't see the skate park, it's like you, you walked, you had to walk past it. It's the parking lot. But okay, fine. Maybe she didn't notice. Fair point. We offered her a sushi dinner because every Friday we do sushi for the staff and our guests to hang out with us, play a little low stakes. You know, I, I shouldn't even say low stakes, like micro stakes poker, like poker just for fun, basically. And, and take a tour of the property. And she said, no, unfortunately, I do have to run. Have a nice day. I said, okay, thanks for coming anytime. It's remarkable to me these people do this. I literally said, would you like to enjoy sushi on me? Hang out. We'll show you around. Everyone's excited to hang out with you. And she said, no, I got to run. Have a nice day. Maybe she really did have to run. I got no beef. Have a nice Why lie? I, it's mind blowing to me. She's like, I wasn't cool enough to get. We invited you. You could have just said, I didn't have enough time to stick around and see it, unfortunately, but they were hanging out, offered me sushi. It's, it's insane to me how they lie about all this. But let me show you the clip. Let me show you the clip. Are you in favor? You're yeah. the one arguing for... Uh, You're the one arguing you for censorship. Yes. I've, yeah, I've, I mean, I don't, I don't really mind that stuff. I mean, do you, are you in favor of, vi of children seeing violence on television? No. That scares me a little bit more. Uh, it depends, depends. It's not so simple to say violence, right? Um, but yes, censorship is a good thing, but when done bad, is a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, Ian Crossland, who is a co-host on Timcast IRL, used to be a moderator for Minds.com, and he had to filter out graphic depictions of murder and, and, and rape and child abuse. Censorship is absolutely vital in, in, that, in that regard. So if we're talking about a book like, uh, in particular, there was one called, uh, there was a teacher who provided a book to her middle schoolers called This Book is Gay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have heard. That's provides, actually a very good book. And it That's actually a very good book, she says. Okay, I got Snopes pulled up to show you what this is all about. Provides instruction on children. for chil She provided instruction to children on how to use adult gay anonymous sex apps. Yeah, I don't think that's appropriate. Now, look, by all means, you can be in favor of them. Maybe she, had a maybe, maybe she had a child in her classroom. Who, who wanted I, to go on Grinder and have sex with adults? Is that your argument? No, I mean I'm not saying that. I, first of all, I don't know. Again, this Why is another. Why would a ten-year-old need Grinder? This is this. This is the thing that you do, though, Tim. Oh, that you're I do. picking specific examples that you are asked inflammatory. No, 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 no. You asked example. me for one. Okay, then go ahead. Uh, the, I, I did. I don't we have the book. Asked. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I not said, don't show children blowjobs. Look, you said you appreciate. I'm not in favor of censorship. <laughs> you know, it's really amazing. I'm not giving these people the benefit of the doubt at all. She kept saying, you're in favor of censorship. You're yes, yes, we are. We've explicitly been. We have always been. Okay, they, they, they play these dirty games. What we're not in favor of is political censorship, specifically on ideas of policy and lawmaking and culture, right? So if she wants to come out here and advocate for teaching children how to use adult gay sex apps, I believe she should come out and explain that's her position. I don't want to censor her when she says that. I want you all to see that's what they are fighting for. Now, when it comes to censoring things like graphic violent murders and child abuse, uh-huh, yeah, we've always been in favor of that. And I, I, I even gave her the example. But these people, look, 
you know, as, as sort of an aside, they don't watch this shows like mine. They don't pay attention to the world around them. They're just saying things for the sake of saying them. That's the reality. Now, I'm not going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I think that Emma uh, uh, Vigiland likely has some kind of weird predilection for children. I'm not saying outright pedophilia or anything like that. I'm saying there's something weird there because it should not be hard for any leftist to, let, let, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you. Let's say you're a leftist and you say something like smash capitalism. I say, okay. And then you say, we want to, we want to smash capitalism. We want to tax the rich. We want to dismantle the corporate state. We want uh, worker ownership rights. We want communal property rights. I'll go, okay, 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 okay. I hear you. Now, what do you think about the book trying to teach kids how to have sex with adults? Then you go, that has nothing to do with universal health care. That has nothing to do with Medicare for all. It has nothing to do with taxing the rich. And obviously it's bad, right? You can be of the left, on the left, advocate for all these leftist positions, and then outright be like, yeah, we shouldn't be teaching kids about that stuff. What does that have to do with, with what I'm talking about? And I'd say, I agree. Maybe the left should call these things out. Why would Emma? There's two reasons. Emma would defend the, the, the uh, okay, I don't want to bury the evidence. Here you go. I, I want to make sure you guys know the facts. Snopes, does a Tampa school library book teach about gay intercourse? True. They even go on to mention that it does, in fact, talk about Grindr and, the, and these other things. The ins and out of gay sex. They say it was in, in schools. Let me um, bolt the part where I, I love how they kind of they kind of bury this. They're like, it does, it does mention Grinder. Uh-huh. Yo, I don't even know if I want to say some of these things. Some of the things that are in this book that it explains how to do. I, I, I don't even want to say. It, 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 it just talks about ingesting things from other people's or, orifices that weren't supposed to be there. I, I, let me, how, how can I place this without being too overt? Because it is disturbing. Inserting bodily fluids into a, an exit orifice and ingesting. I'll leave, it, I'll leave it at that. Like there are things in this book children should not be told about. But they explicitly they say it. They say, they, they say that uh, straight sex is presented as the norm to make 5% of the population feel abnormal. Listen, sex education is like, here's how humans reproduce. Sex education is not, here's how to feel real good. That's kink. That's totally different. And now we have this story. She offered a LGBTQ-themed book to her middle schoolers. Parents filed a police report. Yeah, because the book teaches kids how to use adult anonymous gay sex apps. Okay, children do not need to learn about that. I showed Emma Genderqueer, the book that depicts a graphic, graphic depictions of sex acts. And she said she had no problem with it. Okay. Then I only assume the, the, this, this, the, 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 the Occam's razor. Emma wants children to be in positions to have sex with adults. I don't know what you would call that. Because I try to be fair and honest and really understand. And so many of us want to take the position that she doesn't really want to hook up with kids. She just is a tribalist who will say anything to defend the left. I just don't think we can do that because that's not the simple answer. If an adult woman, Emma Vigeland, advocates for teaching kids to use grinder and showing them porn, 
I can't make any other assumption other than she wants to engage in sexual activity with children. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. What more, what would you ask of me? Because we can try, we can try and stretch it and say, maybe she just doesn't know. But it's like, dude, I showed her the book. I opened it up and showed her because I don't care about that. It's a, and she, she said it was a good thing. There's no benefit of the doubt. She literally wants, I, 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 want you to, I want you to understand what this is. This is Emma Vigeland saying she, she wants to take pornographic materials and instruction on kink and adult sex apps, and bring them to kids and teach them about it. That is grooming, period, end of story. So when we're like, yo, they're groomers, we're not, like Emma is a straight woman as far as I understand. I'm not talking about the LGBTQ community. I'm talking about these people who defend outright and explicitly giving children instruction on on how to hook up with adults, how to engage in adult activity. Like, that's a crime. So look, I'll tell you. When they're marching down the street, chanting, we're coming for your children. When people like Emma come on this show and, and say it's a good, they advocate for this. I'm like, it's kind of obvious, right? They mean it. I, I, I wonder what the response will be. Maybe we should have a old Sam Cedar on the Culture War podcast to talk about it. Here's the issue. This is why, you know, so we did the show on Friday. We talked about it on IRL. When, when, when I see this video going around where she lies about the skate park, I'm just like, it's the weirdest thing in the world to lie about. The weirdest thing. If, if y'all watch any of the Cast Castle stuff, you know that literally right in front of the house, like right when you walk out the door, the whole thing's a skate park. There's a seven foot tall vert wall. Like it's, it's a quarter pipe, but it transitions upwards and, you know, goes to vert. And it's, it's 24 feet long. Then in front of the house, there's ledges. You grind on them, specifically with PVC, very obviously for skating, a rail, a quarter pipe. There's gigantic airbags everywhere. Why lie about that? I suppose I can say this. Emma's only pretending to want to groom children because of tribalism. As, and, and, and the reason it is, a more simple answer is that she lied about the skate park thing. To be fair, to be fair, because I, I, I try to truly understand, but I'm not giving her the benefit of, benefit of the doubt. It's possible that she pulled in the parking lot and immediately walked into the green room and did not look to her right at the skate park. Fine. Fair point. 
It's also possible that when she was leaving, when she walked out the door, she also did not look at the skate park. And it is, it is. Maybe she didn't even notice all that stuff was there. But she was offered a tour, sushi, and a hangout because we do micro stakes poker. It's basically just poker for fun, where we just, everybody gets like a set amount of chips and we just play. And uh, we have sushi. And I was like, you're welcome to come hang out. There's music playing. We're every, like on Fridays, everybody, it's like a, like Friday is like our social company party day where it's like a team building thing, I guess. You know, people get to hang out. We skate, maybe play some games, put on some music. She said no. And she left. Then she immediately calls up Sam and says, I wasn't cool enough for the tour. They just lie about everything. They're lying all the time. So I don't know, man. I can only tell you this. Take that clip where she defends it. Show it to your friends and family. Because whenever, you know, we talked about this on Friday. People will say like, I tried explaining to my family member and they don't believe me because it sounds too crazy. And I'm like, show them these stories. Show them these videos. Share this video. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Last Friday, 150 Starbucks stores went on strike. Why? Because they weren't allowed to hang pride decorations. Yeah, uh, you'd think the strike should be about something tangible and economic and not ideological. But hey, here we are. Now, here's the important thing. We were told by the Starbucks Corporation that they weren't actually instructing stores to remove pride decorations. I said, I don't believe them. You know why? The workers are ideologically motivated. They are offended. They have to take these decorations down. Starbucks corporate is economically and financially motivated, and they don't want a Bud Light situation, which, oh yeah, we'll get into because Bud Light, aside from giving away free beer, is now launching a massive ad campaign in a desperate bid to win y'all back. But you know what? The videos speak for themselves. I just retweeted it. The, 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 the obese old man in tidy whities twerking and gyrating and spreading his legs in front of children. Yeah, show that video to your friends and family. It's on my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at TimCast. I don't think I can show that on YouTube, to be completely honest. But this is the reality. The ideological capture. But let's talk about the Bud Light effect. Get woke, go broke. You see, videos like that, old man, I think they're shocking to regular people. And I think now, when you see that... And then people hear about what's going on at Starbucks. They say, you know what? I'll just shop somewhere else. So let them strike. I'll tell you this. This, oh, this is one uh, picket line that I will be crossing. CNBC reports strikes at some organized U.S. Starbucks stores started Friday in Seattle after the coffee giant and the union rep baristas publicly clashed over claims the company was not allowing Pride Month decor in cafes. The union... Starbucks Workers United said more than 150 stores representing nearly 3,500 workers have pledged to join the strikes, which will take place over the next week. More than two dozen additional stores are voting to uh, on voting on strike authorizations, and the count could rise to nearly 200 stores by the end of the week. Last week, the union alleged dozens of U.S. stores were not allowing employees to decorate for Pride Month, accusations that suggested a wave of backlash against LGBTQ plus inclusion. Oh, I love how these psychopaths do that. Had reached a perceived liberal bastion in corporate America. 
Starbucks, Starbucks said it had not revised its guidelines for store decorations. Quote, we want to be crystal clear. Starbucks has been and will continue to be at the forefront of supporting the LGBTQIA2+. Are you kidding me? Wow. This is actually, I'm, I'm reading the quote. We will not waver in that commitment. Starbucks CEO Laxman Narasimhan, an executive vice president and president of North America, Sarah Trilling, said in a statement. Despite today's public commentary, there has been no change to any of our policies as it relates to inclusive store environments. Our company culture and the benefits we offer our partners, we continue to encourage our store leaders to celebrate with their communities, including the U.S. Pride Month in June, blah, 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 blah. I don't believe them. I think the stores know what's up. I think if you're someone, I don't, I, I think, uh, I think Starbucks is franchise, but I have to imagine this. You're a manager. You want good sales numbers. You know that if you put these decorations up, depending on which area you're in, you're going to lose money and people are going to get pissed off. So you pull the decorations. Sure, maybe corporates like we have no policy here. That doesn't mean that individual stores aren't saying outright no. So I got to wonder, I got to wonder. You know, they're saying inclusivity. I wonder about that phrase, inclusivity. Inclusive of who? You know, we had, uh, I talked about this in the morning segment. We had uh, Emma Vigeland on the Culture War podcast. Really fun show. We're going to do a lot more of these. And uh, we have another one for, coming up Friday, of course. And, uh, uh, you know, she talks about, she, she said, you're for censorship. And I said, yes, I am. Yeah, okay. Next question. Well, of course, we've always been. Censor child abuse. Censor murder videos. You know what I mean? Like, P- videos of people's privacy uh, being violated, uh, there is a, there's a moral line there. If someone's out in public, well, then you're in public. If someone is the, is the victim of a crime and a crime involving children, I think we censor these things. Now, to what degree do we censor them? To varying degrees. Like if there's a video of brutal murder, we don't say remove it from the internet entirely. We say filter it. Children shouldn't get access to it. We need protections on that stuff. But that's censorship. Inclusivity. Do we want to be inclusive? Sure. But inclusive of everyone? Of course not. Do you leftists want to be inclusive of pedophiles? The answer is resoundingly yes, they do. And we can see that in all the videos they put out where you've got the guy. You know what? Maybe I should just pull it up. I don't know. Maybe you guys will get mad at me if I do because it's a disgusting video, but I'm going to pull it up and then you can watch and then you can show this stuff. Oh, the tweet is unavailable. Why is that? Okay, so so Twitter is censoring it. Let's, uh, that's interesting. I went to my Twitter account to pull up this tweet of the guy twerking and spreading his legs in front of children. And it says, this tweet is unavailable. Let me, uh, let me pull it up. The tweet's unavailable. I can't show you. No, I can click on it. I just don't know if I should, to be completely honest, because it's graphic. It's, it's graphic, okay? It just is. A man spreading his legs and thrusting his, 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 thrusting at children. You get the point. Yeah. It's on my Twitter account if you really want to see it. You want to be inclusive to pedophiles? Left? Yeah? Okay. I think we shouldn't be inclusive of everybody. Like, I don't want to be inclusive of Nazis. I don't want to be inclusive of pedos. I don't want to be inclusive of racists. It's weird, right? It's weird that they want to be inclusive of everybody. That's where it gets creepy. But this is where we're currently at. In a post on its website, Starbucks shared a June 14th letter from its VP resources saying to cease uh, demanding the union cease from knowingly misleading partners. Very interesting. 
Workers United has alleged instances, instances in at least 22 states when workers have, been not, have not been able to decorate, pointing to social media accounts where workers have documented their claims. I told y'all this was going to happen. Corporate is lying or they're playing weasel games where they're like, we have no policy here. And what they really have is a policy there. What it really is, is a bunch of stores taking these actions because they were, they were not instructed to, but recommended and then say, we don't have a policy forcing people to do this. It's a recommendation. My friends, the Bud Light effect is real and it is before us. Bud Light launches biggest summer campaign ever amid backlash and a decline in sales. Bud Light sales revenue declined by 26.8% in early June, and it's only going to get worse because we're sick of it. Today, they say, uh, what, what is today? It's the, the uh, anniversary of Oberfell, the legalization of same-sex marriage, Supreme Court ruling. You know, and there are a lot of people who talk about um, whether, whether or not this was the slippery slope and all that, but today is, the, is, is, is a big day. It's a big day. We talk about the, that, that, that move, I think it was 2015, so we're about eight years on. We are literally eight years on. In the privacy of their own home, in the privacy of your own home, and we respect it. But then people start coming out into the streets completely naked, and, and they start, at, or in tidy whities old, lewd, and lascivious, lecherous pedophiles start thrusting their genitals at children in public, and some men fully nude, illegal, completely illegal. So I think when you see that, regular people just say, enough with all of it. And you know what the pride flag means? It means that. Okay, look, to all my friends who are LGBTQ, I have many. You are not represented by what is happening in these streets. And if you choose to defend it, Either I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody, not even people I know. If you are out there waving these flags, you are out there attempting to defend and protect pedophiles. Because at this point, certainly you can see groups like gays against groomers, people who are LGBTQ being like, hey, man, that guy should not be thrusting his genitals at children in public. They don't complain about it. In fact, when we had Emma Vigeland from the Majority Report with Sam Cedar on this show, she explicitly defended showing children pornography and teaching them to use, teaching 10-year-olds to use Grindr. Okay, we've got to stop acting like they're just mistaken. They know exactly what they're doing. Bud Light, you know exactly what you're doing. Bud Light sponsored a Toronto Pride event that included naked men parading in front of children. Okay, look, you want to talk about obscenity laws and all that stuff and where we draw the line? That's fine, but it's illegal. Going out naked, it's illegal. It is obscene. It used to be you couldn't use curse words either, which is kind of crazy. It used to be that, you know, women couldn't go topless. But these, these changes are happening. Women in New York and in many other states, it is legal under the 14th Amendment. Courts, I, think, I, think, I don't know if it was Supreme Court. I know New York's state court. Women can go topless. If men can, women can. But then you got to talk about the junk, private parts downstairs, and whether or not we decide that children should, there should be a barrier there. Well, there is. It is not appropriate for naked men to pray in front of children. Not. But they do it. And you know why? Because, listen, 
The cops in New York City, they know this is going on. They know that there are people breaking the law, but they like it. This is why I've always been like, why, why you want to back the blue? When we're talking about when these leftists protest cops, they're protesting in their own cities. These are liberal Democrat cops in cities where these police officers took a knee for BLM. These police officers knowingly let people break the law in sexually lascivious ways. So why are you supporting these cops? If you are a cop in New York City, you are supporting and protecting pedophiles. Period. End of story. That's it. There's no question. You might be like, dude, I'm, I'm not stationed there. I'm in Brooklyn. Okay, I don't care, dude. You're part of an organization that knows these people are going around in front of kids. And you're like, fine by me. Is it worth the paycheck? Is it really worth it? The paycheck? That good? That good? Okay, take it. I don't care. But don't expect me to defend you. Because you're basically the guards for pedophiles to go out and thrust their junk in front of kids. Now, okay, okay, let me slow down. Bud Light wants to pay money for it. It's one thing to be a cog in a machine like these cops in New York and Seattle and whatever that are just going along with it or actually just love it and support it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say this. If you're a cop in New York City, I'm just going to assume you love and support naked men thrusting in front of children. Otherwise, I mean, because it's so egregious that if it were like if I were part of an organization, any organization, and then they were like, we support this, I'd be like, I quit. I'm out. I, like, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that, dude. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not here for that. So if you're a cop and you're like, well, you know, I may not like it, but the paycheck's good. I'm like, nah, you love it. You love it. Oh, these cops are reveling in it. Man, these cops probably go home and they play videos online, watch it, watch it, and then just smile and nod along because they love it. Back to blue, baby. But let's talk about how much worse it can be. You've got Bud Light paying money for it. Listen, I'll say it again. I got no issue with people who are LGBTQ at all. But the fact that, that the Pride events have started welcoming in overt groomers and pedophiles, I do have a problem with, right? So when we have someone on this show who is, you know, LGBTQ or whatever, there's no issue at all. No issue at all. We've had, uh, se- we've had a couple, uh, several transgender guests on this show. We don't even talk about trans issues. I don't care. Like, dude, live your life. Dress how you want to dress. I see a guy dressed like a lady, lady dressed like a guy, and I'm like, man, be happy. Do your thing. Just know overt sexual gratuitous behavior in front of children. Is it really that hard? Bud Light? Yeah. See, Bud Light is paying for this stuff to happen. Look at this. Bud Light continues to do its best to destroy itself. And the latest move was to sponsor Pride Toronto. The beer brand under Anheuser Bush has been getting shellacked ever since they teed up Dylan Mulvaney. Everyone knows that. I just love how every news outlet keeps saying it. There's no one in sight. The company's website features an entire page promoting the event and states Bud Light Canada has been a proud partner of Pride Toronto for the last 10 years. Blah, 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 blah. You get the point. Okay, dude. Toronto Pride Parade features full nudity. In a video circulating from the web, from the parade, multiple adults are naked roaming through the streets. We knew this was going to happen. We knew. We had reporters in Martinsburg, West Virginia. West Virginia! 86% Trump support in state. And they had a drag show in public with children. That's right. We got it on video. Tim Cast News. The question is, how do these things happen? I can only say this to the cops who are in West Virginia first. You got Jefferson County. Jefferson County is like Harper's Ferry. 
They explicitly banned drag shows that allow children. And boy, were they mad. So they moved it to Berkeley County. All right. The reason why I bring this up is, for one, obviously, because I live here. You know, I, I have it's 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 like right in front of me. But this is West Virginia. Not even safe here. Now, where are the cops in West Virginia? Where is the AG to arrest the people who are putting on sex shows and bringing kids on stage for them? I got to wonder. I got to wonder. It's a slippery slope, I suppose. Incremental. They keep doing worse. But we knew this was going to happen. I've been talking about it for months, longer than that. We said, we know that when pride comes, they're going to be out doing illegal things in front of children and with children. So we had a reporter go to these events. We had Elad Eliyahu go to pride. And sure enough, what did he capture? They're, they're chanting, we're coming for your children. It is explicit. They are telling you what they're doing. But you know what? People just don't want to believe it. It sounds too crazy, right? Bud Light has quadrupled down. Quadrupled down. They keep spending the money that you give them for things like this. I'm sorry, dude. I'm well past the point. If you're buying Bud Light and you don't, and first of all, I think everybody knows. Anybody buying Bud Light, Garth Brooks, I guess, did a big thing with Bud Light. Bro, you're funding pedophilia. It is, it is explicit and right before our eyes. This is not this nebulous, like the left was like, it's fascism, it's fascism. They call everything fascism. Dude, libertarians aren't fascists. Sorry, have a nice day. That makes no sense. But when Bud Light sponsors events, pays money, knowing adult men will thrust their genitals at children, it's like, okay, dude, look. Yeah, you're, you're funding pedophilia. You are explicitly doing that. You want to buy Bud Light? I can only make assumptions about you. So I see somebody, look, the Dylan Mulvaney thing was one thing. Dylan Mulvaney is off-putting and offensive. But funding these events, sponsoring these events, I was at, I was hanging out at Charlestown, uh, Hollywood, uh, Charlestown Races, playing old poker this weekend, uh, as I normally do. A couple of weeks ago, there was a, a woman, just like some old West Virginia woman, and she ordered Bud Light, a couple of them. I didn't say anything. I'm like, yeah, we'll do your thing, man. There was another instance last week where a guy was like, I'm going to buy you a drink, but I'm not buying Bud Light. And I thought it was funny. I didn't say anything to this woman, but I got to tell you, the next time I'm sitting at that table, somebody orders a Bud Light, I'm going to be like, no way, dude. No way. I'm going to be like, that company sponsors events where naked men thrust their junk in front of kids. I'm not going to sit here and say nothing. Buy the beer if you want. But if you buy that beer and you drink it knowing what I just told you, well, as long as everybody knows, I'm done. You know, I'm like, yeah, look, Bud Light was offensive to a lot of people, but I'm going to just, I'm not going to, I'm going to mind my own business. I don't want to get political here. Not anymore. Now I'm going to be like, dude, you may as well just come out and say you support it. I'm not. And if they're like, I didn't know that, I'll be like, then don't buy that beer, dude. Buy something else. Yingling, same price, 10 times better. There was a drag show happening at, in, in Bethlehem, PA. Yingling sponsors the venue. The venue said babies were allowed. We, we brought it up. One of our members at TimCast.com brought it up. So I tweeted about it. Yingling comes out within a day or two and says, we, we, we worked at the venue. It is now 18 and up only. Bam. That's the right move, Yingling. Dude, I don't care about it. You have your drag show, man. I'm, I'm, I got no issues. It's just not for kids. Not for kids. They're trying. So it's a, 
it, it is gay burlesque and they're trying to bring kids into it. It is grooming. That's what they're doing. It's not, it's not a joke. It's not being cute. It is telling you outright exactly what they're doing. We, we, we got we to we say no more. So there's other companies, better companies. Yingling's a better company. Starbucks, I'm on the fence with Starbucks right now. The fact that the company actually told people to take these decorations down, that's based. The fact that the union is, pro, is, is on strike over it, that's cringe, right? Based in cringe. Uh, the idea that Starbucks is going to be like, guys, it's offensive. We don't want to do it. It's a good thing. They're denying it publicly, though. Cringe. So you know what? Here's what I think. The battle for the soul of Starbucks is on. Here's what I'm going to say. Starbucks, I'm going to keep buying from you, and I'm going to buy a whole lot. I just put in an order for the staff. You know why? I want Starbucks to know that while they're all striking because you took these decorations down, I'm going to give you money. You pick which side you want to be on. Workers who won't work, people who give you money. I don't think it's a difficult choice. And I think y'all need to understand that too. The reason Bud Light is doubling down on pride is because they know they've lost you. If Bud Light came out and said, we apologize, we'd have bought their beer. But you know what? Fine, so be it. Bud Light said, we're not going to win these people back. They hate us. Just go full pride. Bud Light will eventually become a small ancillary beer. A, a, it'll, it'll be the rainbow flag beer. That's great. Good for them. Their profits will drop dramatically. Anheuser, InBev, they're going to have to sell something else. Maybe they'll prop up a different product. Good luck to them. Good luck. Get woke. Go broke. And that's that. So for the time being, Starbucks, do the right thing. I put in an order. You do the right thing. I'm going to tell everybody to buy Starbucks. You do the wrong thing, and we're going to go somewhere else. Hey, Caribou Coffee, Pete's, you got all the chains in the world to choose from. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. So who do you think it's going to be? Gavin Newsom? I think probably Gavin Newsom, but we'll see. McCarthy floats impeachment inquiry into Garland over DOJ weaponization. Oh boy, here it comes. The reason I bring up Gavin Newsom is they're coming for the Bidens. We all know about the text messages. The story's coming out. The White House is hammered over Hunter Biden text message to Chinese associate. Journalists, have must have, they must have been given the green light to go after the Biden administration over the issue of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden being crooked. But why? Why protect and defend them despite all the criminal activity and evidence? I should say evidence of criminal activity. Why defend them? Because the machine at the time wanted the Bidens to win. They wanted Joe Biden to go up against Trump. Now they know without COVID, without lockdowns, without all these insane policies, they're likely not going to beat Trump in round two. So they need someone else. Perhaps it will be Gavin Newsom. That's why I bring it up. But here's where we're currently at. Impeaching Merrick Garland. Why? Well, because they knew that Hunter and Joe Biden were doing untoward activities and they were given a stand down order. They were the Bidens were protected. Here's the story from The Hill. Speaker Kevin McCarthy floated a possible impeachment inquiry into Attorney General Merrick Garland over alleged political bias and weaponization of the Department of Justice, with the push fueled by an IRS whistleblower's claims about tax crimes investigations 
into Hunter Biden. Let me just play the video for you so you can hear for yourself. Here's Kevin McCarthy. Wait, I got to fix the audio because I always do that. I always do that. Here we go. Audio is fixed. His business partners 12 times, 12 different times and 12 different deals, perhaps. So it's according to Rob Walker, who was in on all this stuff. Good friend. He's all over uh, all over the laptop. So will this prompt you to do a impeachment inquiry? Well, you apparently don't follow me on Twitter because yesterday I laid out very, very clearly by July 6th. Because of the allegations from the IRS, because of the whistleblowers and the DOJ, are, are Garland, what he is saying and what David Weiss are saying privately are two different things. Right. And if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower is saying, we're going to start impeachment inquiries on the attorney general. Well, it- so there you go. Come July 6th. They want to get down to the, to the facts here. But if the facts as presented are correct, Merrick Garland impeached. He's the attorney general. Take a look at this story from the Washington Examiner. White House hammered over Hunter Biden text message. Now, many of you may have seen the texts, but I must say I was out all last week. So I'm going to get into it now. From the Examiner, IRS whistleblowers reveal new info on Joe Biden's link to Hunter Biden's China deals. Here's a quote. I am sitting here with my father. There it is. IRS whistleblower disclosures reveal fresh allegations about President Joe Biden's ties to his son's foreign dealings, including a Hunter Biden text message demanding payment from a Chinese businessman threatening that I'm sitting here with my father. Here's the message. I'm sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight and Z. If I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Joe Biden lied. Joe Biden claimed Hunter didn't do anything wrong. Joe Biden claimed I don't have anything to do with this business. Joe Biden claimed, I don't even talk to him about it. And now, perhaps, Hunter Biden was lying. And he wasn't really sitting there with his dad. But come on. Do you think anyone fears Hunter Biden? No. How about a former vice president and now president? The time of this text, I believe, was 2017. So uh, let, me, let, me, uh, well, let, me, let me... Let me make sure I read this. I believe the text is from 2017. They say... The IRS whistleblower also said a newly released transcript that a Hunter Biden business associate told the FBI that Joe Biden had stopped by at least one China related business meeting at Hunter Biden's apparent request. The optics prevented a search warrant at Joe Biden's guest house and that the assistant U.S. attorney in the Delaware Federal Prosecutor's Office had told investigators don't ask about the big guy. Oh, boy. The whistleblower claims came from two IRS agents who played roles in the Hunter Biden investigation. Gary Shapley, a supervisory agent with the IRS criminal investigation and an unnamed IRS case agent who is referred to as Whistleblower X. Shapley's transcribed interview included a portion of a December 8th, 2020 recorded conversation in Arkansas between an FBI agent and Hunter Biden business associate Rob Walker, where Walker said Joe Biden had made an appearance at a meeting regarding efforts by Hunter Biden, Walker and others to set up a lucrative deal with since defunct Chinese energy conglomerate CEFC. So we know about this stuff. Joe Biden's a big guy. He's the big guy who gets 10%. 10% for the big guy. It's all, it's all based on him. Do you think the Biden family 
outside of Joe has any merit? Joe Biden's brother getting lucrative construction contracts, according to Political Magazine. Why? Because of Joe. Hunter Biden being placed on the board of Burisma in Ukraine. Why? No experience, doesn't speak the language. And they say, oh, because he's a, he's a lawyer, he got experience. Come on. He's a proxy for Joe Biden. It's the only thing that makes sense. And now here's where we're at. White House is getting hammered over Hunter Biden text message with Chinese associate. For four minutes, reporters hammered Corrine Jean-Pierre for being a lying piece of garbage. And she kept saying nothing has changed. No, no, no. But they wouldn't let up. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like the journalists either. I think they're also snakes. These journalists lying, cheating and stealing and ignoring what was right before their very eyes until now. Because perhaps the real intent here, the real intent perhaps is to get Joe Biden out of the running. Now, it's kind of interesting because, you, you, you know, people are like they want to get rid of Joe Biden and then get someone else in. And I'm like, Joe Biden is the deep state. Like you're saying, like the, the intelligence agencies want to remove Joe Biden. He's working for them. Is he not? Maybe something happened. And they said, Joe, you're not running again. And he was like, I, I can do it. Or maybe they need a way for it to be reasonable. I don't know. I don't know. Joe Biden could simply say that he wants to pass the torch. He had a good run. He was vice president, had a term as president. He's, he's moving on. So why go after him in this way? I don't have the answers to that. I don't. What I can tell you is Hunter Biden's lawyer has explained the text. Don't worry. My client was too doped up on crack to be trusted. Oh, so the criminal activity is fine because um, he was on drugs. Could you imagine someone robbing a liquor store and the lawyer's defense was I, he pleads insanity because he was on drugs? It's like, so, you, so he, did, he did two crime, not just one crime, two crime. Okay. Here's the story from Free Beacon. Hunter Biden was too doped up on crack cocaine when he invoked President Joe Biden's name in threatening texts to be taken seriously. The attorney, Chris Clark, said Hunter Biden's verifiable words or actions took place in the midst of a horrible addiction and therefore have no connection to anyone in his family. Really? We would like you to understand. We would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled, Hunter Biden said in a message. Clark's move to discredit his own client appeared to be an effort to shield the president from the implications of the message. If Joe Biden was sitting next to his son as he sent the message, as it suggests, it would be a blow to his repeated claims that he never discussed overseas business deals with his son. Ten days after Hunter Biden sent the message, a Chinese official associated with CEFC China wired two payments, totaling 5.1 million to the first son. IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley told the House Ways and Means Committee that federal prosecutors blocked their attempts to confirm the locations of Joe and Hunter Biden when the first son sent the threatening message through WhatsApp. But photos from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop place him at his father's house the day he sent the message. So it's right there before your eyes. Now, why aren't they being criminally charged, investigated? Because Merrick Garland's protecting them. And that's obvious. Merrick Garland is protecting the Biden crime family. Now, I know it's funny because calling the Biden crime family a crime family makes them sound cooler than they really are. But no one said they had to be competent to be a crime family. You got incompetent crime families, too. But let's 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 call it like we see it. They shielded the Biden family because they hated Trump so much. There's no point in talking about 
whether Joe Biden should or shouldn't be president. The reality is this. Corrupt criminal elements in our government subverted the 2020 election. Now, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, Tim, say no, 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 no. I'm not talking about fraud. I'm not talking about Chinese ballots. I'm talking about suppressing the laptop story, protecting Hunter and Joe from what is legitimately corruption, overt corruption, protecting them. Now, you can talk about stealing an election in, in the case of like changing the laws and stuff. I'm saying federal law enforcement protected the Bidens knowing they should have been charged. They should have been investigated. Why? So that Trump would lose. We'll see what happens if anything happens with an impeachment. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. Is the term cis a slur? Yes, it is. Definitively and without question. And I won't bear the lead for you. We'll, we'll break it all down. But uh, just to start, for those on the left who stumble upon this video and are shrugging uh, or rolling their eyes, cis comes from cis and trans in chemistry. And that's, that's basically where they get the idea from. Transgender, so then there is cisgender, someone who is not trans, right? Okay. They say that cis is not a slur because it comes from the scientific explanation, a descriptor for an individual who identifies with their assigned at birth gender. Now, gender and sex may be different, but the biological sex of an individual is not assigned, it's observed. Now, why is cis a slur? We'll break it all down. We'll go through the arguments, but I won't bury the lead for you. Homo is a slur, right? You don't want to call someone that. It's very rude. It's very mean. It's offensive. But homosexual is the basic scientific term for an individual who's attracted to a person of the same sex. Shortened to homo, it is almost always used in the context to deride someone, to ridicule and express contempt. Thus, is cis the same thing? Right now, you can find all the videos from Pride where they're insulting people by calling them cis explicitly. It's a slur. But let's break down the arguments and talk about the issue here so you can better understand. It all started when Elon Musk said that cis is in fact a slur, and he's correct, right? You can also talk about uh, a Japanese. That's, that's the name of a group of people that we say in English. Well, there is also, you could insult them by shortening that word, and that one I won't say, because that, one's a, that was a, that's an explicit ethnic slur. But just by shortening the word down to a single syllable, it becomes a slur. Yeah, if, if it is intended to insult someone and does, it is. Sorry. Those are your rules. Well, here's the story. Elon Musk's cisgender slur remarks torn apart by lawyer. Really? Elon Musk's decision to categorize the term cis and cisgender offensive slurs on Twitter is not based on fact or reality, according to a discrimination lawyer. Sure. Musk weighed in on the trans debate on social media platform that he owns and shocked many by coming down hard on anyone who uses the term. Attorney Andrew Lieb told Newsweek, Musk is trying to jump into a cultural war and create controversy, blah, 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 blah. Cis and cisgender are terms used to refer to people who identify with the gender assigned to them at birth, as opposed to trans and transgender people whose gender does not correspond to that which they were assigned as, at birth, except it's a word imposed upon a group of people, often in a way to deride them. I will show you this example. Google searched the definition of homo. Homo comes from homosexual, typically used of men, and it is the scientific and academic term for an individual who is attracted to the same sex. However, you can clearly see it is deemed offensive. But who deems it offensive? When does something become a slur? 
simply using that word is not intending to be. I'm not intending to offend anybody. I'm, I'm calling out the word for being offensive, correct? I will say cis and cisgender in the same in the same context. I'm not calling anyone that. But if you take a word, apply it to an individual who does not wish to be called that in such a way that you intend to mock them, it is a slur. Now, hold on there a minute. I'm not saying you're not allowed to insult people by all means. I, I think people are allowed. I, I think free speech, right? Call people what you want to call them, I guess. And if you're a dick, I don't want to associate with you. If you're the kind of, kind of person that wants to go around insulting people using slurs, targeting them based on their identity, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to associate with you. So on the left, they say cis. And I say, yeah, when you, when you piss people off intentionally, I'm not on board with that. And, 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 there, and there's a moral line, don't get me wrong. Certainly, I say things on Twitter where I'm, I, I will intentionally make someone angry or something like that. Typically, it's always in a, a, an academic or political or cultural context in an argument I do not like just insulting people. Sometimes nobody's perfect, but sometimes I think it can be warranted. But what we say on Timcast IRL is keep your arguments academic. Don't just call someone a name. Explain about why you are upset with what they do. Let's read some more about this. Where's this? Who's this lawyer? Many prominent conservative commentators have applauded Musk, blah, blah, blah. Even uh, J.K. Rowling. Elon Musk said repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive at minimum temporary suspension suspensions. The words cis or cisgender are considered slurs on this platform. Why? Because people are offended by it. If you go on Twitter and here's what we got to figure out, Elon, are we where do we draw the line on what harassment is? If someone goes on Twitter and is tweeting at somebody calling them names I don't think they should be banned because they can be muted or blocked. I think it's bad. Sure. I do think there's a fair line in someone abusing the platform to insult and harass somebody where we say enough because harassment is a crime, right? I'm saying we want to be careful that if someone goes on Twitter and says, well, I think you're this. So, you know, be quiet, you or something like that. We're like, yeah, it's kind of a dick move, but you're allowed to be a dick. Harassment is a crime. If you actually go to somebody in the street and you keep screaming at them and insulting them and follow them around, you do it a lot, you're going to get charged with stalking and harassment. So I can understand actually banning somebody for that. I just want to make sure we're being careful and not just suspending and banning people because they insulted someone's delicate sensibilities. Like, I think cisgender is a slur. I'm not going to cry about someone calling me cis. It's like, okay, like you're just trying to be a dick. I get it. So here we go. J.K. Rowling agrees, but let's jump to the, well, actually, here I have for you the understanding of where it comes from. Geometric isomerism, cis and trans. Basically, trans is when the molecules are across from each other, and cis is when they're next to each other. How about that? So appropriating something that makes no sense, and because transgender was the chosen term, because trans, you know, transition, they decided cis was the inverse of that. Let's talk about the arguments. Allsides.com has them for us. The term cisgender is sometimes used to describe people whose gender identity aligns with their biological sex. Is it a slur and in what context? What Twitter said. I already read for you what Elon's stance was. Here's what the right said. Author J.K. Rowling. Cis is ideological language signifying belief in the unfalsifiable concept of gender identity. You have a perfect right to believe in unprovable essences that may or may not match the sexed body, but the rest of us have a right to disagree. And to refuse to adopt your jargon, and to refuse to adopt your jargon, 
One National Review writer warned of a concerted effort to enforce the gender ideologue's view of gender by imposing membership in the cis-terhood on the rest of us through our schools and perhaps the military and other government contexts. But that does not explain why it is a slur. You just don't like what they're saying. You disagree. Disagreeing has nothing to do, like having a political disagreement has nothing to do with slur. What the left said, cisgender is not a slur. It is a term used in scientific, legal, medical, and everyday contexts. The attempt to make cis a slur is a blatant attempt to erase trans identities from a supposed free speech absol- uh, absolutist, said Rep. Corey Bush on Twitter. For transphobes, cisgender is deeply threatening because it implicitly acknowledges the existence of transgender, said one MSNBC left biased writer. No, you can make up any word you want. That's I don't care. Trans people exist. I know some. In fact, this may be shocking to many of you. We've had several on the show on Timcast IRL and uh, often not even talking about trans issues. Yeah, they exist. I have no issue there. But these are people who expect to be described as trans. Everyone else was minding their own business when you created a word, called them that, and insulted them with it. That's what they're doing right now at these pride events, waving around signs, chanting at people, calling them cis and cis like they're intending to slur you based on what you are. That's it. Like, that's what a slur is. Insulting someone based on their uh, immutable characteristics or, uh, you know, these, these, these traits of them. You have targeted a thing about a person and you've insulted them. Now, Elon Musk was responding to a guy who says that, these, these leftists will tweet at him like crazy saying sis and sissy over and over again to insult him. Okay. Well, it's clear, isn't it? If these people are going around, imagine if someone went around calling people homos. Like, not cool. Like, I'm not okay with that. That is, that is a dick move. Insulting someone simply for who they love. Not on board with that. Me? Me? No. I think it's bad. I don't think you should be outright banned. Like, so here's the problem with social media. You'll make a YouTube video where you say, here's my opinion on this group. They'll ban you for it. That's not harassment. That's just having an opinion we don't like. People should be allowed to have opinions, even if you don't like them. That's the problem. That's the censorship. Me, if you want to call someone says, whatever, man, it's a dick move. But don't pretend like you're not trying to insult them. That's ridiculous. They're doing it all over uh, Twitter. They're doing it. Everybody who dares to show up and protest any of their events, they are intending to insult you. So you know what? Elon Musk is correct. I'll keep this one short. A story from last week, but I was out for the week. And I'm seeing a lot of people say the reason it's a slur is because of ideological reasons. No, J.K. Rowling, you're wrong. It's not a slur because of ideological language or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I guess you didn't say slur. But someone's, someone else posted this big thread. They're like, when you call me cis, you're calling me a uterus haver and a birthing person. No, 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 no. They are taking a word and using it to deride you. That's why it's, it's, a, it's a slur. Okay, that's it. You know, certain words didn't used to be slurs. Then they became slurs. It's a, that's what pejorative means. It means a word that became negative. But anyway, Elon's right. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. How to lose the culture war 101. A lesson the left really needs to listen to. Because when you get a guy in whitey tidies walking around and shaking his junk in front of children and gyrating and spreading his legs and present. Like, how do you want to describe what the guy did when he spreads himself for kids? Holy crap. Show that to people. You'll lose the culture war. Fine. But I'll tell you what else. 
ban coal and wood fired fired pizzerias and uh, y'all are going to live to regret it. Now, maybe there's an important question about overpopulation. Maybe there's an important question about we can't have infinite coal fired pizzas. Too much carbon, perhaps too much waste. I don't know. Look, man, I think humans create pollution. I think pollution is bad. I think hyper concentrations of people destroy local uh, environments in very, very bad ways. I think humans need to spread out, decentralize and get away from the cities, become more self-sustainable, maybe have their own animals and stop living in these big, nasty cities. But I will tell you this. Y'all created urban liberals and y'all are living in it. They now want to ban far left. Now I see cracks down on coal and wood fired pizzerias to fight climate change. Yo, people are going to lose their minds. Here's proof. Dave Portnoy, not a conservative, says, if this happens, I'll lead a riot. You know, Dave Portnoy likes to go around sampling pizza. Sounds fun. Pizza is delicious. Me, I actually had this period where I went and tried every pod Thai restaurant, every Thai restaurant in Chicago. And um, shout out, I think the best one I ever went to was probably Joy's. I think, I don't know if it still exists, but uh, we just, me and my brother, we love pod Thai. So it's like, whenever we were, we're going to go out for eat, we're like, let's try another restaurant. See, we can find the best one. And they were the best. They were the absolute best. They have two locations, I think. Noodle in the Pot and Joy's. Those are my favorite. But that was like, that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, seriously, like 15 years ago. But anyway, uh, uh, Stool Presidente, Dave Portnoy, he travels around trying out pizzas. And so now you're telling him, and in New York, they're going to say no more coal and wood-fired pizza? What am I going to get? Electric stove pizza? Oh, geez. Now you're, now you're, oh, you're getting dangerous there. There is something special about coal-fired pizza. Oh, I love it. Now, most of you probably have wood-fired pizzerias, right? You got the big stove. They put the wood, the wood in it. The wood burns. That adds something special to the pizza. It really does. Then you've got coal. Coal is something else. Amazing. That's why we like grilling. You get better flavor. You know, we're not, we're not, I'm not going to play that that Hank, uh, Hank Hill, you know, propane makes my meat taste like meat. No, we like it when we cook our food with mesquite and with other, with wood or coal. We like that special grilled taste to it. Here's the story from Post Millennial. New York City pizza is an iconic as Lady Liberty and the Empire State Building. The tradition stretches far back in the early 20th century when Italian immigrants came to Manhattan and then to Brooklyn, building wood-fired brick ovens and creating what has become a world-renowned delicacy. Now they want to do away with the best pizza that exists in the world, all in the service of climate alarmism. Let me tell y'all a story, or I'll just break it down for you. You ever have pizza in Chicago? If you're a tourist and you go to Chicago, they're going to, give, they're going to tell you to get Giordano's or Uno's or Lumonati's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all delicious, okay? They're good pizzas, fine. I don't know if Leona still exists, but um, look. Real Chicago pizza is not deep dish. Deep dish is tourist pizza. When we grew up, when we ordered pizzas, here's what you'd get. The crust is thick and firm. No, there's, there's like New York pizza's got the big crust in the back that rises. And then it's flat like Domino's or Papa John's. Chicago was always a firmer crust that was completely flat, cut into squares. Anywhere you'd go, we'd order pizza. We had Villa Rosa in Chicago on the south side. And you'd get the pizza, you'd tear open the paper, and it was cut into little squares, not pie slices. That's Chicago. New York. Chicago. 
People often joke about like who's got better pizza. There's no question. Pizza is New York pizza. And I'm from Chicago. It was invented there. I'm pretty sure it was invented there. It's not Italian. The, it, it, is, it is a facsimile of an Italian of pizza where you take bread, you put stuff on it, olive oil, you bake it, and it's got vegetables. I knew an Italian guy who once made a pizza. And he asked, he's like, he's like, hey, Tim, do you want any pizza? And I was like, yeah. And then he hands me a piece of bread with zucchini and olive oil, and it's baked. And I was like, all right, I get it. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, that's pizza from Italy. Now, pizza, bread, sauce, cheese, and then whatever else, pineapple maybe? It's world-renowned. World-renowned. This is what they do. They want you to live in the pods. They want you to eat the bugs. And they say you'll be happy. But they want to take from you pizza? Okay. Keep voting for them. Now, okay, they're not saying they're banning pizza outright. But the thing about New York pizza is it's cooked in a very specific way. When I was down in Miami, no, was this, was this Miami or is this Tampa? There, let's put it this way. There are, there are pizza shops around the world that talk about how they can make a New York pizza. And they can't. They try. They get close. But they'll say something like New York style pizza here. There was even a place in Florida that shipped water from New York all their ingredients sourced from New York, including the water, to make sure they got it right. The problem, the humidity is different. The altitude is different. And that matters when cooking pizza. You're in a higher altitude. It's a lot harder. So this, uh, this, this writer who wrote this, Libby, she says, My great-grandfather Luca was among those who came to New York from Italy and sought to earn his living and start a family. He came from Sicily and found work as a baker. He began making little pies with pomodoro and cheese, and it wasn't long before he was building his own brick oven in Brooklyn. The new plan from the geniuses at the city level is to do away with this tradition, the tradition of my ancestors, and to make pizzerias that use the old time, that use the old time method, not only pay out the nose to keep doing it, but to make the pizza a shed of its former glory. All New Yorkers deserve to breathe healthy air. They got to cut emissions by 75%. So what does it mean? It means they have to pay to install emission control devices. The city wants to take away one of the major draws to the city. It's pizza places. Yo, they got Brothers Pizza. It's like a dollar slice. That was, I don't know if it still is. I haven't been there in a minute. You walk down the street, you walk in, you get a big old slice of New York style pizza. Man, that was one of the best things about it. It's, it's going to cost up to $20,000 to install this. And you know, they can't do it. So what's going to happen? Many of these shops will close down. Many of them will switch to... <laughs> electric ovens. You want to have an electric oven pizza? By all means. But here's my point. To lay off the, uh, the heavy, hokey pizza stuff, it's simply this. They are gutting from you your tra traditions. And I can certainly understand we can't live in a world of, of infinite resource. That means that if we produce waste and we produce too much at a certain point, we got to say, sorry, guys. And so now only the wealthiest of the pizza shops will be able to, to sell these kinds of pizzas. You're going to find one shop. It's going to be like one or two, and there's going to be a line at the door, and it's going to be authentic New York brick, brick oven pizza. And you're going to say you can't get it anywhere else. All those other shops, they got pizza, electric stove. But if you want that good OG traditional slice, but you know what? Maybe that's why they really don't care about our southern border. Because you bring in people who don't know of our traditions. You bring in people who don't know the good things that we have fought to create and the things that we've invented. And they can't complain about it. 
because they don't know it exists. And that's the point. When they say you will own nothing and you will be happy, they are not wrong. Maybe not you personally, but many people, if they don't know it exists, they can't miss it. That's the truth. Harry Tubman said, I have freed many slaves. I would have freed many more if only they knew they were slaves. And it's kind of a sad reality. Many of these people didn't have any idea. If they knew what freedom was, if they knew what they were owed for their labor, then they might actually be upset. But this is why they didn't want slaves learning to read and write. Not every single one, but for the most part. I'm just trying to say I'm not trying to be absolute, but for the most part, it was like, you can't teach them to read and write. If they learn, heavens. It's like that movie, what is it, Ants, I think? Or is it a Bugs? I don't know, one of them. Where the, the grasshoppers are like, if these ants realize that there's more of them than us, we're in serious trouble. If people are able to learn of good and evil, if people are able to learn of the benefits of, of a free market and freedom, they're going to fight for it. So they want to take that knowledge away from you. How can you do it? Well, look, you bring in enough people who don't know of our traditions and our laws, and then one day it'll be 49 to 51. 49% of the people saying, no way, man. This is a tradition. We have to maintain this. But 51 saying, we don't know, we don't care, and we vote against you. So, is it just pizza? Maybe not. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.